Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian. And I'm Stormy. And this is week three of our video game horror month. Yep. Suck it up, suck it up. Again, I will say a very fun month. I've had a great time this month so far. Me too. Leading up to spooky season, we've had some fun movies. I feel like we've had some good conversations. It's just been a good time. It has. And we are killing it again this week with the 2006 Silent Hill film, of course, based off of the original Silent Hill video game. I mean, what a movie. I'm really excited to like talk about this movie. Me too. Was I still alive from 2006 too? I feel like we've been it doing was. a lot of early 2000s. Yeah, video game horror was very big, I think, around that time. I think especially in like near the end or middle of the 90s to the end of the 90s, like video game movies were kind of getting really big. I mean, there was Mortal Kombat, there was a Super Mario Brothers movie, like anything that they could make a video game out of or a movie out of based off a video game, like they were trying to do it. So yeah, early 2000s definitely had... It had the vibes that were needed in order to make some of these movies because they've been a little ridiculous. But I think Silent Hill is a very good movie. Yeah, I didn't see it in its like wonder years. <laughs> I didn't see it in its prime. I saw it when I was older. Um, but I feel like it still hits. Honestly, the CGI is not that bad. Um but like, so I don't remember like Silent Hill gameplay. So I watched a lot of that in preparation of this movie. And good God, are those fucking visuals bad. <laughs> so bad. We've come a long way. <laughs> I think the controls kind of like with the Resident Evil games, especially, of course, the original older Resident Evil games. It was like those controls that really made it even more terrifying because like you're put in a position of, uh, really honestly having a hard time moving your character around so not only are scary things coming at you but it's hard to like get the fuck away from them so yeah right. silent so hill was panicking <laughs> so you never played silent hill growing up um i remember playing but i don't remember if i've like what uh number i've played there i looked and there's like a fuck ton of games that's why i watched so much gameplay is that i was trying to like jog my own memory but right Nothing. Nothing stuck out to you. Also, I mean, the early 2000s were rough, so they're probably just locked away <laughs> in the big red doors. So. <laughs> uh -huh, yes. Uh, I can remember growing up watching my cousins play and me jumping in occasionally, uh, but they would be playing Silent Hill 2, I believe is what they played a lot of. So I remember like bits and pieces of that game, but they, my family was a Resident Evil family. So more times often than not, we were playing Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 4. So we were like really focused on those games and Silent Hill kind of came up every now and then. And I do believe it was the second one that they would play pretty often. Uh, but I don't know. It didn't really stick out as one of the games I remember too much as a kid. I remember it being very foggy and this movie is very true to the nature of that. So uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed the movie. I, again, I don't have like the deepest history with the games. So maybe that's why I enjoyed the movie a whole bunch. Like maybe I really have nothing to base it off of. So honestly, the movie sticks pretty well to the game series. 
unlike a lot of like game act adaptations into movies. Um, so I really don't think it would matter if you're uh, a fan or not personally. Good points. Yeah, because in researching for this episode, uh, I definitely kind of saw a lot of that. Like a lot of people, at least with big portions of the game, were very like appreciative of like really how dedicated it was to being, you know, like a real interpretation of that video game. So I definitely saw a lot of praise there, but I think I think that's maybe where they kind of get some criticism as well. I don't, I mean, I personally enjoy the movie, so we'll get probably a little bit more into it as we get into the movie discussion. Uh, but it is a wild ride. It really is. Okay, so you know what? Let's go over what we've watched this week. So uh, Stormy, have you watched anything beyond what we watched together? <laughs> if you have go ahead <laughs> no i haven't that was like it was a moment i feel like this week really was overtaken with the talk of the town right now dude i have sat at work it's it's been all of like two or three days but i've sat like at work and been like what the fuck did i just watch like days later i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> i tried to tell my coworker. i was like dude i watched this movie over the weekend and like they're super supportive of the podcast um, from a distance. So I like <laughs> talk her ear off about like what we're doing on the podcast, what's coming up and this, this and this. And I was like, dude, we watched this movie and I don't know what the fuck happened. And she's like, tell me more. And I'm like, I've been trying for three days <laughs> trying to explain what the fuck I experienced. Um, if y'all don't know already, already, we're talking about James Wan's Malignant. Yeah. Malignant. What in the malignant? I don't think I've said it like correctly ever because I just struggled so hard trying to say it just now. So so hard to say malignant. Um, so yeah, we did watch it. I mean, again, it's the talk of the town right now, like literally all over, not just horror Twitter, but film Twitter. Like malignant is a big deal because with James Wan he has been a part of the horror sphere for forever at this point like he is a mainstay he I would even say is uh, iconic at this point in the world of horror people really look up to him and his direction um but obviously he just of course recently directed the Aquaman movie huge movie and I think that that really brought a lot more attention to him so this was his follow-up and it's crazy to think that he followed up you know, a huge movie like Aquaman with something as and the word that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Which and the word that I've seen often is like bonkers, like something this bonkers. And you know what? I appreciate it. I had a good time. This movie was noodles all the way to the top. Crazy. I I've watched it twice at this point, and I still don't know if I know what's happened. Um I'm sure it's not that hard to understand, but my brain just keeps being like, what? <laughs> like I think about it and it just, my brain just shits. Like there's- <laughs> It's- uh... All I wanna, just the reveal, when he's going like this, you can't, nobody at home can see me, but Adrian can. Like when he's like going like that with his little baby arms, I was like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> so i don't know like how spoilery we want to be i don't know if we should get too much into it yeah. maybe we can do a bonus episode where we just like talk about it again or something but i i did enjoy it um 
I I don't think it's going to be like something that I walk away from and just, you know, talk about con. Well, it's not life changing. It's not life changing. Like it was a moment and I was like, wow. But, you know, I mean, that's already kind of subsided for me. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really wild. And I mean, with us watching together, um, like just in the moment when they revealed, you know, the big twist and like literally just like all of our reactions were all I needed in my life. Like it was just hilarious how we all reacted to that. And like, just we're like waiting for somebody to say something between us because we were like, what the fuck is all happening? Of us, it's literally like a SpongeBob where his eyes just get all big and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, no, no, or like Mr. Krabs when his eyes just like get all swim, uh, shrivelly. <laughs> Yeah, very much us. And so, I mean, I don't know. I live for those kinds of moments in movies. So it's not probably not gonna be something that's gonna be like a comfort movie. I'm probably not gonna come back to this movie too much, but I really enjoyed a lot about it. I mean, obviously the direction, James Wan always has very interesting directing or he has a very interesting directing style. He always kind of, he changes it up a little bit. And so I thought it was great. His visuals are always very pretty. This one is very reminiscent of Insidious as far as visuals go. Um, so if you're all about that aesthetic, I feel like you'd really enjoy it. The lighting choices are interesting in this movie. I, I don't know if I like agree with any, uh, with all of them, but. I enjoyed the lighting. I thought it was pretty decent, especially like with the, the scene where uh, Detective Shaw, uh, who is reason enough to watch the movie, uh, but Detective Shaw, when he's chasing you know, the killer, the killer who, I mean, it's not even a big spoiler, who we come to know as Gabriel. And like, they're in that like weird underground, like room facility, warehouse, whatever the fuck is happening. The lighting in there and the fog in there is really pretty. Um, and definitely a lot of, I mean, after Aquaman, especially, and with this movie, we get some like hand-to-hand, <laughs> some combat. Like, I literally feel like I was watching Mortal Kombat at times, girl. But Dude, uh, there was one point um, in the jail where... <laughs> If they would have screamed mortal, like it would have fit. Like it, I would be completely fine because it makes sense. It was insane. I will say, I mean, I don't know. The movie itself, it doesn't really try to be anything more than what it is. And I think that's probably why I enjoy it the most. I don't think it takes itself seriously. Definitely. I hope not. Yeah, I don't really think it does. But at the same time, just with the direction and like the lighting and stuff, it kind of feels like a serious movie, obviously. The budget's there. Uh, So it's nice to see something that you would typically consider perhaps like a B-horror movie. Because I mean, like the concept isn't completely new. I mean, there's like movies like Basket Case and Daniel Isn't Real. And it even kind of feels a little bit like Lights Out. But it kind of gives me vibes of all of that as well. Let us know if you want us to do like a little bonus slasher talks on it. If you're interested in like some spoiler talk, let us know because I feel like we have a lot to say, but not enough for a whole ass episode. Yes, it's one of those things where I really want to like start going like scene by scene already and like just talking about every little thing that happens because from the jump, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, yeah, it's a good movie and there really is so much to talk about because it's never boring. Like I never feel like you're bored. In that movie, either I feel like there's always something. I'm not bored. I'm confused. Very <laughs> confused. It's a good time, but yeah, maybe we should do like bonus episodes so you can really into it because there's too much to talk about, and you know we don't have the time for it right now. Let us know on Twitter or you know the email. <laughs> but I did like it. Same. Also, the definition of malignant is of a disease. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
That's why like tumors are called like malign, but oh my god, malign, benign or malignant. Wow. Benign means like not bad, and malignant means like living off of you. Yeah, I feel. (laughs) I feel so smart. Okay. You You have a degree, honey. (laughs) Do I? Do I? I don't even know where it is. Miss Gill Weathers herself. <laughs> okay, let's get into Silent Hill, quite honestly, because there's a lot to talk about in this movie. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. And we are back. And this week, we are, of course, talking about Silent Hill, originally released on April 21st, 2006. It was made on an estimated budget of about $50 million. It would then go on to make around $20.1 million its opening weekend, and then would, of course, go on to gross around $100.6 million worldwide. It has a runtime of two hours and five minutes, which was crazy. I was not expecting a two-hour long movie. But, of course, it's directed by Christophe Gaines, written by Roger Avery, and has a sacked cast. Rada Mitchell is Rose Da Silva. Lori Holden is Sybil. Sean Bean is Christopher Da Silva. Jodel Furland is Sharon. And Alice Krish is Christabella. <laughs> okay, so Silent Hill 2006. Now, I remember watching this movie once when it first came out and then never watched it again. So this pretty much felt like a first time watch for me. And I had a great time with this movie. Kind of like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I really enjoyed it. I didn't watch it, like I said, in its prime when it first came out. But I have watched it quite a bit, honestly, in my adulthood. Um, Herman had his daddy. I don't know. <laughs> he was daddy before Dead by Daylight. I like him a little bit less now that I do play Dead by Daylight because he's <laughs> the fuck off. Um, yeah, I've always really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it is a good time and I mean kind of like we talked about at the beginning as well I don't have a history with the Silent Hill video games like I didn't grow up playing them uh and you know I didn't I I I don't know and even when I watched this movie back a long time ago when it first came out you know it never stuck with me to the point where I wanted to watch it again as a kid and if you kind of notice you know because every other movie this month was something that I watched constantly as a kid and then this one I didn't so it's kind of funny when you think of the other three movies that we talk about this month with our which are crazy have crazy insane storylines well this one does too but like they're just insane and you know pretty bad <laughs> so that's what I was interested in as a kid so like something like this something like this slow moving didn't really attract me as a child, but now, like, I really had a good time with this movie. I feel like out of the movies that we've done for this month, this one's the darkest, Mm. um, as far as, like, theme goes. I mean, you all kind of, like, die in all the games, (laughs) but, um, I feel like this one has a lot of, I mean, obviously ties to the occult and ties to, um, darker things, darker themes that, I mean, 
think Warrior addresses them all the time, but like that are still considered taboo. And so this one's a lot more serious um, than the other games, but <laughs> still a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. And I mean, yeah, the movie from the jump starts off immediately thrusting us in to a moment of crisis for Rose and Christopher because they are immediately searching for Sharon, who I guess sleepwalks. It was we yes. kind of come to know she sleepwalks. She talks about a town called Silent Hill. They're very confused. Uh, of course, this is their adopted daughter. So they probably really don't have an idea as to where she came from at this point. And so they're chasing her. And this opening scene, Three for a loop. I was like, I didn't know we would like just jumped into this shit like this quickly. And it's intense right from the jump. Like Sharon's at the top of this cliff and you see dark Alyssa like already screaming at her from the fucking bowels of hell. Dude, that shot though where like the ground melts into like the beams and fiery pits of hell that's actual or that's uh, Silent Hill. That's a beautiful fucking shot. And it still stands to this day. This whole opening scene is beautiful. I mean, I'm probably going to say that so many times throughout this, but like this opening scene is beautiful because even when Rose like legitimately tackles her daughter, like a linebacker takes her down, uh, like the cross in the distance, the entire time where they're at the top of that cliff is just so ominous, but also like really pretty because it's just like it's so bright in the back dark or in the in the background. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a gorgeous shot right from the jump. And of course, like, the implication of religion immediately being forced onto the screen just by the cross being so present within like the first five minutes so it also helps that the actress who plays Sharon she is beautiful like as I think she was like she was ridiculously young when she filmed this movie and she's just a very beautiful child (laughs) (laughs) but she also annoys me in this movie a good amount oh my god so the part that I think is the most cringe for me <laughs> in this first part is when she's throwing herself on the ground. She's like, silent. <laughs> like, bitch, what? Like, I get that we're supposed to be like, oh my God, let's take you to Silent Hill so you shut the fuck up. But like, girl. No, it's like everything that she says to me is a little cringe um Um, she definitely feels i mean staying true to like the video game fashion she feels like an npc she has like the most generic lines that are just like said at the most like obvious moments and it's just press a for dialogue (laughs) yeah it's uninteresting and she just annoys me also when she screams i don't know she's an annoying kid to me in this movie but yeah she is a very gorgeous child so Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're thrown into all this immediately. Obviously, Rose wants to take Sharon to Silent Hill. She wants to figure out what the fuck is happening. Chris, on the other hand, wants to just medicate the poor girl and just throw her into the hospital, it sounds like. And Rose is having none of that. And in, quite honestly, one of the most jarring scenes, like I was taken aback by like when it just cut to it, but like that scene when they're sitting in the field, of course, is so gorgeous. But I was like... Very taken aback by it. But it also felt very video game to me. I don't know why it makes me laugh because uh, it reminds me of the scene where Edward and Bella are laying in a field (gasps) in Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely has the Twilight vibes. I always giggle now that I watch it. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, again, it's jarring. It kind of pops up out of nowhere. It looks great. But it was just like the most random thing. And then we cut to Rose running off. Christopher quickly finds out that they're 
up to no good, I guess, in his eyes. Because he goes and he sees that fucking Rose has been on ghosttownsofamerica.com. The most credible place. <laughs> yeah. That place has to be like a Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> I want to go hack it right now. With my, <laughs> my space coding knowledge. Like, on it, the most basic looking website I've ever seen in my life. But he sees that she's been researching Silent Hill. So he's like, oh, well, we gotta, we gotta follow. And quite honestly, he... I probably won't pay him much attention the rest of our discussion because it's just, he's so boring and he really does nothing in this movie. Like he just is around and like is screaming for Rose and Sharon and he does nothing else in this movie. He was literally only added in because um, some of the production team was like, there's no dudes. Yeah, like the big studio, the studio. The studio wanted there to be more men in the movie. So they added more Chris. And he does nothing. Give me nothing. Gives me nothing. But Rose is speeding off to Silent Hill along with Sharon, and they make a stop at a gas station where Rose learns that Silent Hill no longer can be accessed. It's like cut off or whatever. And of course, this is where we meet Sybil. Uh, Sybil? Mm. Sybil. Officer Sybil, who uh, quite honestly looks pretty good in this movie. Those pants... Yeah, I can tell you that no officer's outfit looks like that. Uh, <laughs> so she's very tailored for this movie. But I don't like her character. I don't like the actress. I don't enjoy her role in this movie. I just don't care. Oh, I'm the opposite. I actually enjoyed her. Um, I know her, obviously, from The Walking Dead, where she plays an awful character. Um so I quite enjoy her character. I was ready to hate her <laughs> as soon as she pulled up. I was like, okay, as a way, as this officer feels familiar, I think she's going to be annoying. But I thought she was going to die like immediately. I thought like as soon as they entered Silent Hill, she was dead. Because I don't remember her being like, I mean, not like she's like a big part of this movie, but I don't remember her being in it as much as she was. So she popped up and I was like, ugh, annoying, just killed them already. But I actually grew to like her maybe be, Maybe it's because she looks good in that outfit. I mean, I just love the leather pants and the boots. I just wish I owned a pair of leather pants and boots, maybe. But I couldn't stop looking at her little outfit and I loved it. Whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> she just looks stunning. She just looks great. She just looks like a drag queen version of a police officer. Oh. I'm here for it. Because that haircut, when she, when she ripped off her helmet and revealed this little pixie cut, I was astonished. But again, I was expecting nothing from her. So every time she did something, I was like, oh, okay, this is more interesting than what I was expecting you to be. So maybe that's why I enjoyed her. But she is very boring. So it's not like she really does anything. <laughs> but she surprised me. Tommy's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, she expects, I guess, or she suspects Rose for whatever reason, I guess, to be doing some shady shit with Sharon so she follows her tries to pull her over Rose fucking picks up steam and sees that Silent Hill of course is to her left and so she breaks through the gate and she ends up seeing somebody on the road and ends up swerving and hitting her head and then she awakens into the other world uh lots of fog ash falling from the sky I mean how do we feel about the other world I think it's gorgeous yeah, I really like the uh, aesthetic that it brings. Um, it feels very, what I imagine, like, purgatory to look like. That middle point. It also gives me very, um, 
from Insidious, the uh, further, the further, right? It reminds me a lot of the further. Um, I don't know, which also I think the further is a very beautiful place too. And I feel like I would really be drawn to both of these places, like as a person. And that is worrying. <laughs> <laughs> it's concerning. It really is. Foggy and mysterious. Let's go. Oh, I love fog. I I don't know what it is about fog. The aesthetic of it has always been something that I've been obsessed with as a kid. Because it's very eerie. It's eerie. And I think it adds, I mean, it does. It adds a sense of eeriness to any place that it pops up in. And I love it. I truly love it. So yeah, just the visuals of this movie alone are so gorgeous. And I think they do a great job with the fog feeling believable. It doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel corny, I guess. You know, it doesn't feel like they're just pumping smoke machines and like that's what's in the air. It looks mysterious. And I think it just, it's very enticing. And like you said, it's very- And then just like the ash. Cause like at first you, any normal person would be like, oh, snow. But no, it's fucking ash because this place is literal hell and it's on fire. The entire town is on fire from the inside out. Girl, it's crazy. Wait, so now at this point, let's talk the video game because, you know, the film kind of takes its own direction. It switches characters around. And I don't know if that's like a thing that the gamers or the the fans of the game like had a problem with. Um, because I don't see the point of having a problem with it. But they, of course, replaced the main character, Harry, and his daughter, Cheryl, with Rose and Sharon. Um, Sybil is in the original game as well. She helps Harry along on her journey as well. So it seems to be like, of course, the main characters were the only ones that they switched. I mean, does that, like, matter to you at all? Is that something that bothers you? It personally doesn't matter to me. I do see that maternal figures in this type of distress is something that's used a lot in horror um, yeah. so I think that's kind of why it makes sense for them to switch it not that it wouldn't make sense to see a paternal view of this crisis because that would exist right like I'm not discounting paternal like feelings in the slightest but I feel like maternal views are often um, that as like more intense and so yeah. that's why it's always it's often addressed more in film, I feel like. Yeah, that's something that you do, like you said, seeing horror a bunch. Like they definitely, there's always like a sense of panic when there's a mother in a horror movie. You know, if, if there's a character who has children, you know, the mom is always going to be feeling everything at the highest degree. Um and, you know, there's a lot of emotion in that. And horror likes to play into that pretty often. I mean, I don't know if it's like a way to typecast the mother type of character. I don't even know if it can be considered a trope at this point in horror. But like the mother in distress is something that we see often. So it makes a lot of sense that they would, you know, like you said, maybe switch it up and kind of focus on that. So that way there's more of an emotional essence going on in this movie. Because, I mean, quite honestly, if we were following like Chris, for example, the entire movie, I probably would be so bored. But um, I feel like it would be different if they brought a lot of the feelings from the game back. But Chris in the film is such a cookie cutter, obviously like thrown in at the end type of character. They give us nothing. So I think it would be, I think it would work, but I do prefer Rose for sure. Yeah, I do. And I think um, that the actress does a great job. Um, I love that she was like very dedicated to the film as well, because apparently like she wouldn't even shower. <laughs> like she wasn't showering. It's so, like by the end of the movie when her hair is like so greasy and like slicked back, 
like that's just because she hasn't showered because like she was that dedicated to like portraying this character and like her journey through silent hill um so i mean she was very dedicated and i appreciate that about it uh, about her so i mean i think she brings a lot to the film because although she doesn't have like the deepest character or a lot of depth she definitely brings a lot of real emotion to the movie and i enjoy it i was actually surprised i really was expecting to be annoyed with her but she surprised me in this movie and brought a lot to it so i had a good time with her dude so her outfit in the beginning is very bright very white and they made like over like i think they said 20 costumes um just getting like progressively darker and darker like by the end of the movie she's like in a completely different colored outfit and they do it so like gradually that we don't notice like our eye just accepts it it's crazy that they made that many outfits it's great it's so fucking crazy when you hear like really what goes into making a movie man like there really is just so much of everything copy and pasted and it's fucking crazy so that's insane to think that they had that many outfits the same outfit made just for this movie i mean i guess they can uh sell them like you know usually they sell oh, yeah like, options uh, and whatnot yeah but now they have a lot of them <laughs> to fucking auction off they could probably make their money back um, I wonder if anybody, I wonder if there's a collector out there who has one of the set-worn uh, outfits or something of Rose from Silent Hill. I bet a huge Silent Hill fan out there exists, and I know that they have one. <laughs> they have a whole probably. complete set. They're probably licking the sweat off the <laughs> I gotta go. Okay, so she's entering Silent Hill, so we get the, you know, the great shot of her walking past the sign, and pretty much as soon as she walks into Silent Hill, she sees a little creepy little girl running so she chases after her of course because she looks like sharon um but then as soon as she's running as she's running after this little girl we get the iconic silent hill alarm starts going off and everything goes into complete darkness and we get introduced to hell pretty much (laughs) like hell personified is silent hill so it's insane. She sees that creepy ass miner all strung up, all fucking gory. Still alive. No, no, no. Yeah, still alive. Blinking. And then we get introduced to, like, I guess the first of the monsters in the movie, uh, the great children, which looked insane. And when I saw them pop up on screen, I was like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. going on here? What is this little thing? And then they started popping up like fucking like flies, man. And they dude in the games they have knives, so I mean she kind of got a break as far as <laughs> that goes in this part of the movie. But yeah, the great children are fucking wild. Honestly, all the monsters are here in here wild. Um, if I can articulate later on in the episode, I want to talk about like what all of these monsters mean and stuff like that. Ooh, okay. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see if I can. Yeah, they look great, and quite honestly, like not to like just start going off on this movie, but to kind of go off on it, it's great. Like it really is great. The CGI really does hold up. Every single creature and monster in this movie literally looks like this movie just came out this year. Like they literally look so good. A lot of it is practical effects and like to have that much practical effect in a movie like this seems insane because like there's not just one of anything you know what I mean like there's a fuck ton of every type of these monsters or every type of these things that we encounter aside from like the janitor the miner right they it just it, it looks so good it really does like it looks good. It sounds great. The fact that literally besides 
the Johnny Cash song that pops up in the movie, every single piece of music is from the game. Like, isn't that so fucking cool? Dude, this movie really is like a love letter to the games. Um, the amount of time that it took the writer to even get like rights to this movie is crazy. The links that he went to obtain the rights or be allowed uh, the chance to like buy them was like above and beyond. He did like his own like cut of what he would do if he was given the chance out of his own money and like interviewed himself and like sent a video interview and I don't know to have that much dedication it really shows in the film I feel yeah it is it just it really does feel like it's so well crafted really it feels like a like it feels like a really really well put together movie now um at this point as well like in researching the movie and the video game comparisons so from the point of course that they get ran off the road by Alyssa pretty much as a shot for until, shot until like the first dark scene I think yeah until she gets chased by the great children and passes out so from that moment where they crash all the way up into that moment is legitimately the beginning of the original Silent Hill game which is so cool like that is so cool to be able to see that I, I couldn't even imagine being a fan and like sitting in the theater back in 2006 and seeing that I probably would have been creaming my jeans girl oh my god not but yeah, so Rose, of course, passes out. She gets lucky. The great children disappear because the fog is back immediately. Like, it's a very minimal amount of time that hell runs loose in Silent Hill. So that's good to know. She doesn't figure out that it's, like, temporary until, like, the second or third time she encounters, like, the dark. Yeah, I mean, I call, I understand, like, her frantic nature the first couple times that it happens because it's it's very sure. alarming yeah it's like uh what the fuck is happening here uh, um, as soon as i heard that i would be like uh the world's ending cool i'm on my way out pretty much if, if i heard that alarm and then it started to get darker the world's melting in front of my eyes i would just snap my own neck i don't even care i would do i would just uh uh-uh. if i heard that alarm and it started getting dark crack. <laughs> the ultimate crack uh-huh but in running away from the great children oh when she wakes up she runs back to the road rose does and sees that it's gone but she does run into dahlia uh one of the many people stuck in this purgatory who is screaming about the dark one and of course when she sees the picture of sharon starts screaming about sharon to say that that's her kid and i will say when she popped up i was very confused i was like who is this crazy lady what is this movie doing at this point and Like, I really quite honestly forgot, like, the whole religious cult aspect of this movie. So, like, seeing it unfold, I was like, this is, this is a lot. Yeah, whenever she brings up the, only the dark one can, like, let people in and out of Silent Hill. Yeah, I just, I already knew. (laughs) So, he's like, I knew the whole movie. (laughs) No, I didn't know the whole movie. I just mean, like, I don't know. I knew that she there was a lot more to her character than just like some random fucking woman that they threw into this role. You're right, you're right. Which I feel like they could have done that. They could have thrown in like a lot of random characters just to like scare us or like throw us off the trail. But I saw her and I knew something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was the most insane beginning or it was a very uh, crazy introduction to her character. But yeah, so she pretty much runs off. Apparently, like within the game, or I guess like people who play the game, when the road is closed off like that, they call it like the full circle moment because you're supposed to come full circle. You're supposed to do whatever it is that the town 
Silent Hill is intending you to do in order for it to reopen itself. But in running back to her car, she does see a picture of the school. So she takes that as a hint, but Sybil does come back and then tries to arrest her. I'm like, girl, do you see where we are right now? Don't even bother putting these handcuffs on me. You're out of jurisdiction, ma'am. We're in hell. <laughs> like, not only are like we in hell, like we're in a different town. Like you genuinely have no power. <laughs> and my child's missing. Right, you're supposed to be helping me. Uh, hmm. Help me find my child. How about you do that? Try that. Don't put me in handcuffs. Help me find my kid. But she does look good in those pants. You, that's you. You're, you're fucking pre-pass. You're like the pants man. She can do whatever <laughs> she wants in those pants. It just like it fits. She's wearing like, oh, like an outfit that you would wear for Halloween. Like it's like the sexy. Literally pop. that. This. <laughs> sexy traffic officer <laughs> and you know it's winning me over i love it i love the outfit um it definitely obviously it's just like a play on like the way that she looks in the game as well but it's the pixie haircut for me honey because we get the reveal at this moment because like <laughs> while they're walking one of these creatures the most insane looking creature with his fucking arms all like just inside of its body and like spits just shoots acid. out his yeah yeah, it's insane. I thought I thought this was when she died, when it spit acid at her. I was like, nope, there goes the bitch. She's dead. You're like, what in the Jurassic Park? <laughs> very. The Dilophosaurus. Very. The Dilophosaurus oh, tease. Now you know in the whole ass name of it. <laughs> yeah. I always call it like the spitty inkling. No, he's the Dilophosaurus. Right. So I thought she was going to die, but she doesn't. And of course, Rose takes this chance to run away. She runs to the elementary school, the Midwich Elementary School. Um, and I think this is probably the best part of the movie, like the entire sequence within the elementary school, right? For me personally. Um, I really enjoyed the last like 20 minutes of this. Oh, okay. You know what? The wire revenge scene is yeah. pretty badass. Okay. But I really enjoy everything about the elementary school scene because, or like sequence, because it just feels like the most Silent Hill to me. Because we get the school vibe. When you think of Silent Hill, that's what you... Yeah, I mean, it has Pyramid Head. It has other creepy looking monsters. It has darkness. I mean, it just feels very Southern Hill to me. And I enjoy it. But she runs back to the school. She, of course, is like running away because this is the first time that we also see like the religious goons. They're walking around the school for whatever reason, hunting for people, I suppose, I guess. But we figure out that Alyssa was being bullied back when she lived in Silent Hill. And that's pretty much what they give us. Like everybody's calling her a witch for whatever reason with no discernible proof. They just thought she was a witch for, I don't know why. So with this, Rose runs to the bathroom and because she sees, of course, Alyssa running around the hallways again. So she follows her. And when she goes into the bathroom, we see the janitor, Colin, all fucking fucked up in the stall. And there's like a clue inside his mouth that leads her to the hotel. The janitor? I mean, he gets what he deserves, but uh, I don't know, just the visual, like, the way that he's tied makes me, like, gives me the icks. Yeah, it's crazy, like, how his body's contorted. Like, full Hellraiser status, like, the way he's strung up is insane. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's what he deserves. But she finds her little clue, and then, of course, when she's trying to get leave the bathroom, the religious people see her and they try to break in. But then, baby, we get another alarm blaring, and we go back into hell, and these crazy fucking cockroaches start to, like, grow out of the fucking floors, and Colin, the janitor, is now this creepy-looking fucking monster. It's just so cool. Like, hopping around. 
Yeah, I don't know how he's moving. I don't understand. I'm like, I don't know what it is about like people's mouths when they do this shit, but he's like, huh. <laughs> I don't know. I do not like the way that he is. I mean, he's very sexualized as a character, right. which I mean, we'll get into that later, but just I don't like it. It reminds me of um, Mrs. Firefly in House of a Thousand Boxes. Oh, yeah. She's always doing that. Yeah. I don't like it. Get the fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> But yeah, it's a crazy moment. She's running around the school. These cockroaches are fucking eating those religious people alive. So when she's running out into the courtyard. Oh, also, Chris is here. He got here. He's talking to the detective and they're showing around Sally Hill. So he's in the school in another dimension at the same time that Rose is. So that's happening, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so anyways, while Rose gets outside, we finally see Pyramid Head for the first time. And they call him Red Pyramid in this movie for whatever reason. Uh, but he pops up and he looks pretty good. And ass cheeks. <laughs> it's the sword for me. It's just so big. He's just so big. Just so big. So tall. So I, tall. Um, I do know he like fucks one of the nurses in the video game. So catch me like YouTubing that scene later. Oh my god, that <laughs> that feels like a very Grand Theft Auto when people like go to strip clubs or like <laughs> or buy a sex worker. Like. Uh, but yeah, he shows up, and I mean. I think my biggest gripe with this movie is that we don't get enough Pyramid Head and we don't get enough of the monsters in general. I think that's probably the biggest issue maybe that a lot of people have with this movie because it definitely felt like the most obvious issue to me like when I watched it. Like I was like, that was it was a good movie. It was, you know, decently active. Uh, it looked gorgeous, sounded gorgeous. Uh, the monsters were designed beautifully and it was a good movie, but like it still felt kind of like it was missing something you know what i'm saying and i really yeah. do think it was like the lack of intense scenes with these monsters that we got i mean i feel like they gave us just enough to be interested i feel like they left it open for sequels um which i mean we didn't get a sequel until six eight years later something like that something crazy I don't know. I feel like they could have given us more because I also feel like, and I understand it's kind of just going off of like the video game. So I know they're trying to like fit the whole entire video game story in a two hour time span. Uh, but like, you know, we barely see like the cult like 30, 40 minutes into this movie. You know, we don't meet Christabella, who's like the big bad until like almost halfway through the movie. So like, if you're going to be introducing, you know, like, a whole subplot later on i mean or a whole plot of the movie like much later on in the movie i don't know i just wanted more monsters i guess more pyramid head at least because i really wasn't expecting him to like disappear from the movie after right. like the halfway point pyramid head and his 15 15 inch hills <laughs> yeah she was strutting honey strutting around those school hallways their big old sword and their big old pecs. Mm -hmm. Their big old head. Oh my God. Daddy? Okay. Daddy? But yeah, so Rose is running around the school. Sybil comes back and saves her, and they go inside this room, and Pyramid Head has a fucking insane scene where he fucking shoves his sword through the door, and they're like dodging and weaving past this big ass knife. No, not for me, honey. Is it just me? Or is this like sexual assault, like 
in a fucking nutshell. Like literally like imagery's for it. Like forcing his big sword into this room. Eventually the creepers like flood the room like, like little fucking sperm. Like, I don't know. There's a whole lot to like. Visually impact. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the, it's a lot that happens a lot with the monsters. Like I feel like there's a lot more to them than them just being monsters. Yeah, like because they all have their own stories. You know what I'm saying? Every monster is in Silent Hill for a reason. So Pyramid Head definitely has like that aura of him being very menacing and uh definitely has like the assault vibe to him, definitely, especially later on when we see him kill Anna. Like that whole scene just feels very it's insane. Probably the fucking craziest kill that we've even like seen in a movie up until I this really point. love that scene though. Oh, so badass. So fucking badass. But yeah, this scene's also fun, intense, and then he disappears. <laughs> you know, the fog comes back and the girls are like, what the fuck? But they go to the hotel and they run into Anna, some random person who's just throwing rocks at Dahlia. Like they're just having a whole side character moment where they're just, you know, Dahlia's literally sitting down and having rocks thrown at her. And I'm like, what? Like, is this just what you guys are doing in your free time in purgatory? Just throwing rocks at each other? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yes, I was like, girl. But yeah, they run into this random ass girl named Dana. They are, of course, then led up to room 111, which is hidden behind a painting. From there, Rose pretty much figures out that Dark Alyssa is the one who's been leading her through the town, not Sharon. Essentially testing Rose to see if she can help enact her final act of uh, revenge yeah but that's pretty much all we get i mean we do get to room 111 which we do find out eventually is the room where they hold the rituals where they have the burnings um originally before the town burned down so you know good backstory there but then of course anna starts to freak out because the alarm's going back and yeah this is the moment where we do get the scene where she dies the last time that we see p uh see pyramid head in this movie uh but she takes the girls back to the church because that's, of course, where they go to hide when the alarm sounds. So as they're running up the steps, Anna stops to throw rocks at Dahlia. And as she's getting ready to throw rocks at her, a pyramid head pops up behind her and just snatches this bitch up, holds her up, rips off her dress so she's completely naked, which is one swoop. I don't know how he ripped off the entire thing that easily, but he sure did. And then he grabbed her fucking skin and ripped her skin from her body and then tossed the skin at the church door. Blasphemous. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that seems a lot. Um, that was it gaggy. used to make me uncomfortable when I was younger. Yeah, sure. I could see why. Uh, I really love that scene. It's as fucked up as it is, it's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It's visually appealing because Pyramid Head is so fucking big. And just uh-huh. ripping skin off of this poor girl's body. It's insane. And just like the background behind him, just the lighting just makes him pop out even more. And you see how like grungy he is and like what a terrible fucking like monster this is. Right. Especially just throwing skin at a church anyways, like covering the church steps of sanctuary and <laughs> the blood of the innocent. Oh gosh, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, but that's when he disappears and we don't see him again, and it's kind of sad. I'm gonna miss them cheeks. Very sad. Yeah, and it's like halfway through the movie, so he's gone. But we do get Christabella, the leader of this crazy cult. Even in the afterlife, she's fucking running this cult, girl. But you know, 
she has a little moment with Rose. They talk back and forth. Rose is looking for her daughter. She lets her know. So they allow her to go and see the Dark One, pretty much is who they're calling it. So they take him to the hospital, Sybil and Rose. And once Christabella sees that it's Sharon and she freaks out because it looks like Alyssa, obviously, the Alyssa of yesteryear, they freak out, beat the shit out of Sybil. She does fight back, though, a little bit. She does kick some ass, but then she, you know, gets the, or the shit beat out of her. But Rose gets away and she gets to go down to the hospital. And this is also kind of where I'm a little disappointed in the movie because when she went down to the hospital, I was expecting more to happen down there. And like we get like one hallway scene and that's it. Yeah. It's a good scene. What. Yeah, I don't know what I would want from it specifically, but I feel like it, I feel like it's okay. I just think in the anticipation of it. Cause like again, because like, uh, this felt like a first time for me, pretty much. Like I didn't know what was happening. So when she finally makes it to the hospital, I like I clicked on my little remote and we still have like 30 minutes of the movie maybe at this point I was like oh cool the last 30 minutes are going to take place in this hospital we're probably going to see some crazy ass monsters um it's going to be a good time and you know she runs down there and then she runs into the nurses and like that's it and so I was just like I was expecting more to happen in that scene so I was just like really hyped up and it didn't happen but again like I don't I don't hate the movie for it but I was just expecting more so but the nurses are of course, badass looking, and it's a fun scene either way. They're ridiculous, just slicing their own throats. <laughs> Not even hesitating. Slicing and dicing each other. Not even hesitating. They needed, a, they just needed an excuse to kill each other at this point. Right. It's literally like that one inconvenient thing that just like sets your day into a fucking rage pit. <laughs> they were, I feel like they're probably one of the things that creeped me out the most next to the janitor um just because the way they move is obviously unnatural uh, i'm pretty sure the way that their scene is filmed is like dancers walking backwards and then the footage is played forwards um but just the fact that like people move like that is gross to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty creepy but yeah but they're cool and i enjoy the little moment that we have of them i was expecting more so i'm a little sad about that uh but once she makes it past them and she goes into the room we get like the entire backstory of Alyssa. so of course she was a young girl dolly is her mother we come to know and in this town the talent a silent hill it was founded by witch hunters you know they burn witches to continue the growth of their town pretty much and for whatever reason they were accusing Alyssa of being a witch so the kids bullied her treated her like shit and when she ran off to the bathroom on her own one day Colin the janitor we find out sexually assaulted her and when she goes to her mother her mother I guess asks her sister Christabella for help so Dahlia and Christabella are related um Christabella just just jumps to the conclusion she's like well she's a witch let's just burn her so She's during the pure and needs to be <laughs> yeah so crazy shit and during the ritual to burn her in room 111 of this hotel shit hits the fan the fire gets out of control and the entire sit uh town burns down pretty much so yeah that movie's or that scene's kind of wild because like if you just think about what Alyssa's going through like obviously she's being roasted alive right. so like that's already high enough but like through the pain and through the like absolute terror that she's experiencing she like fucking manifests these powers to like break a chain and have her body swing and 
I mean, enact her first like little piece of revenge, but right. I don't know. It's just wild. And now she's like a high, I don't want to say like a higher being, but like pretty much, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this elevated being that has like fucking powers and shit. So, and then she, like her like emotions manifest into these people. Like Dark Alyssa is like all of the bad from um, Sharon. Like all the good that was in her was like turned into a little baby and set at the steps of the <laughs> an orphanage. Orphanage, yeah. So I just I'm not sure that like a lot of people get that. It's a lot. And yeah. if if I was watching this as a kid back in 2006, I can definitely see why this threw me for a loop and why I never came back to it. Because it is a lot. It really is. And I watched this movie with Austin and even at the end of the movie, he's like, I still don't really understand what's happening. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I get it because it really is a lot to keep up with because Alyssa, she, I mean, she lives in the fire, like they get her out, but then her mom Dahlia keeps her hidden from the world. But when she's away at the hospital, she kills her nurse because she was curious at looking, you know, looking at her she was curious and like staring at her and so she kills the nurse and i guess when she did that like it created the dark version of herself who then together they create it's it's insane but they created the other world and you know the silent hills hellscape that we see but they also were able to manifest all the good like stormy said into a baby you know it really is a lot and i definitely can understand how maybe that can throw people for a loop because it's i mean it's it's very similar to the video game, but like I don't know, when you have crazy stories in video games, it's kind of it works more because you also have more hours and more time to devote, uh, you know, to devote to this crazy story. You know what I'm saying? And feeling that yeah. all in two hours can sometimes feel pretty chaotic, and it definitely feels like they kind of have that sense of chaos in this movie, where you know it's very slow moving and slow building to like you know add to the creepy atmosphere. But then at the same time, you know, they're throwing a lot at the screen. And like this entire moment definitely feels like, you know, jumping the shark a little bit. But I mean, it ties into the story. It clears everything up and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No worries. That's <laughs> the way you said it. <laughs> it's like really like nothing to like hate about, you know, there's right. nothing to hate about it. Cause like it, it makes sense. It really does. I mean, it adds, I mean, it, wraps up the story well it just it really is just like a lot to take in especially like if you're watching this for the first time you're like slow down give me a moment you're giving me a lot of like ass and like sexual harassment fucking visuals and now you're gonna throw a whole plot line at me yeah that's what i'm saying because we met the cult 30 minutes ago 20 minutes ago like we barely saw them acting like a cult just a couple minutes ago and now all of a sudden we're like realizing this crazy backstory and i mean again in researching like the video game it really i mean it just it stays true to form and it works and again even for this movie it's like although it's a lot like i don't hate it uh so that happens we move on pretty much Alyssa's like help me rose baby you're my only hope and you know she goes inside rose's body so they can go to the church and exact more revenge yeah she literally is like okay you're worthy of being our mom so uh let me hop on in to your meat suit so i can fucking infiltrate this cult's church and enact my final fucking revenge like 
I mean, I kind of love it. <laughs> but it's wild. Like you just threw a lot at me and now we're jumping in bodies. From here, we also find out that Dahlia has Sharon this entire time. <laughs> like she just, she just stole this kid and has been holding her in this apartment and the kid has made, I mean, I get it. She's probably scared, but she's made no attempt to escape or do anything. She's been sitting inside this random apartment, um, but they find her. The cult does. Christabella finds her. And we get this crazy scene where Sybil and her are both strung up and they decide to roast Sybil alive first to give, you know, Sharon a tease of what's to come. And it's intense. And I felt really bad Literally for her. melts her face skin off. It's, and then her, like, just like those visuals, like, were crazy to me. Like, her first her skin starts melting and then out of nowhere, like, she just catches on fire. And it's right. just like, wow, that it's is almost so like spontaneous combustion. Yeah, it's it's it really like made me uncomfortable. Like right. burning alive is so scary to me. And like that, it didn't pull any punches with like that kill. It was very intense. Right. I think we've had this conversation before, but I would rather drown. I mean, I would rather burn than drown. And yeah, and I'm the opposite. I would rather drown than burn alive because I mean, I mean. Do you see what happens? I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, I don't want to fucking burn alive either. But if they have, I mean, you don't really have to make the <laughs> option, hopefully. But, um, <laughs> but like, do you see what happens in this scene? Like, do you see how slow and like torturous that is? I couldn't. Okay, just whenever I fucking fuck up in the pool, that second of feeling like I can't breathe is not it. I that's not how I want to die. The only reason I wouldn't want to drown in the ocean is because I don't know where my body would go. Uh, fuck me up. Like, I want to be fed to some fucking <laughs> cave. Some cave <laughs> creatures that we have not fucking noticed yet. And I want to be able to feed their whole village. Like, fuck me up. And don't let me just fucking rot here on Earth. I'd rather be fucking the main course for uh, a dinner service in Atlantis than fucking have to die in America. <laughs> much so i mean they used to do this with vikings where they like put you out on like this little float and then uh shoot a flaming arrow at you and like you die out at sea like please do oh. that to me but like do it in a lake like green acres oh. oh my god i love that um there's a scene in one of the star wars movies i think it's in the prequels i think it's in the revenge of the sith uh but when padme's is dead spoiler alert whatever but when Penny's <laughs> dead, and they have and they have her funeral and like she's surrounded by flowers and stuff and then like they burn her yeah do, do that to me <laughs> pretty much like i would love to have that death. or shoot me into space one or the other honestly same fucking concept i want to be a frozen tv dinner mailed from earth straight to the finest of fucking not E.T., not that fucking uncircumcised little motherfucker. Um, what are the things from Alien? The xenomorphs. Right. I want to be a xenomorph fucking right. buffet. <laughs> I would rather the predators eat me. Okay. They're hot. <laughs> they are. Those bodies Honestly, are ripped. Speaking of ripped, pyramid heads ass in this movie. <laughs> He really is like so sexy. So, anyways, the thing is, is they're trying to burn Sybil alive. Yeah, they burn her alive. And they're trying to do the same to Sharon. And 
um rose comes in at the you know the last moment to like expose everybody and be like you know christabella the paris hilton of silent (laughs) (laughs) but she rushes in and she pisses off christabella enough by exposing her um to be stabbed in her chest and when she gets stabbed pretty much dr Alyssa comes spewing out and the blood hits the religious symbol in the middle of the church and that allows for Alyssa in her older state inside of her hospital bed with her burned body because her body's still around also you you know we forgot to mention that Alyssa's still around pretty much but she rises from the uh from the pits of hell surrounded by like razor wire and she goes to town on this cult and fucking rips them to shreds and it's an amazing sequence Christabella's death is beautiful. Oh my God. It's, it gives me very evil dead vibes with the vines where they're going yep. up the lakes. And it's all very, unfortunately, sexual. But uh, yeah, it's such a good fucking death. Literally goes through her vaginal walls and rips her apart. Hot dog, not hamburger. What? <laughs> Cuts her hot dog, not hamburger. Yeah, rips her in half. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the evil little girl's dancing underneath the blood as well as it rains down on her. I mean, a vibe. Right. So, like, they always talk about, like, bathing in the blood of the innocent, blah, blah, blah. Who's they? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's referred to is what I mean in, like, media. (laughs) <laughs> not fucking sam down at fucking all subs <laughs> nobody knows what an all subs is anyways the, uh-huh. point, <laughs> the point escaped me give me a second oh okay oh so like if bathing in the blood of the innocent is like ideal as far as like media goes what is bathing in the blood of like the damned feel like is it better oh i'm sure this is a cinnabite question <laughs> probably yeah it's a hellraiser question it's a pinhead question you know, uh, I would say sure. Why not? I mean, I don't know. I I think bathing in blood in any regard is probably you know not a cute look. Um, <laughs> but tell Elizabeth Bathory. Right? Yeah, yeah. Full Elizabeth Bathory. But if I was to choose one, I'd rather be in the blood of the damned than the innocent. Right? Same. I was just. I really hope like... the FBI is not listening. To this. <laughs> Dude, mine's been confused since I was like fourteen. I've yeah. been on a watch list. Because, <laughs> like, girl, yeah, hopefully, if you're from Every the FBI, time... tune out now. <laughs> Every time they see that both of our phones connect, they, like, put on their headsets and, like, it's game time, which is... <laughs> they pinpoint my vaccine and my arm starts to beep. <laughs> <laughs> my arm really hurts. <laughs> it's sore again. And, like, a fucking FBI shoulder just, or uh, FBI agent just fucking erupts from my shoulder. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just comes out full malignant and just fucking. And you only have one arm because that's a spoiled malignant at the end of this episode. <laughs> you only have one arm because, like, the CIA agent like exploded this one because we're dumb enough to get the vaccine. Yeah, and they were like, our bodies are. <laughs> we better not say anything because that clip, this clip of us like talking about this, is going to make it to Facebook, and then that's going to be like the new agenda that these Facebook scholars run around spewing. I don't want to be any part of that. Okay, 
FBI log out right now. Okay, but yes, so people are getting ripped to shreds by these uh, razor wires. It's badass. It's amazing. But in this moment, also, Dark Alyssa links up with Sharon. They share eye contact. <laughs> we're only to assume... Sneaky link. <laughs> yeah, we're only to assume that they combined souls, I guess, and now are one being, which is why Rose then is able to leave after this whole, like, shindig happens and the whole revenge, you know, takes the place. the Dark One allowed it. The dark one allows it, but they're still in the other world. So it definitely kind of feels reminiscent of, because there's a line as well when Dolly is freaking out that, you know, Alyssa let her live because she was a part of the cult. I mean, she's the one that offered her up to the cult in the first place. And it's a line that they said, I think they say twice in this movie, you know, where in the eyes of child, mother is God. And the ending kind of definitely feels like that as well, because with Alyssa and Sharon being one combined soul now and with Rose helping Alyssa enact her revenge, pretty much. Uh, you know, like you said, you're good enough to be our mom. So she's keeping them in the other world so she can enjoy her mom's company on her own. This is my theory, um, which is why, you know, she allowed her to leave Silent Hill, but not really leave Silent Hill. And that's the ending that we get. They end up in the house at the same time that Christopher's there. And yeah, they're apart, but together, I guess. I feel like, because um, there is one line that Christabella says that uh, a child sees their mom as God. And so I like to think that, like, I mean, Alyssa and Sharon have been through a lot. So I think, like, once they're linked up, they just want to, like, live unharmed. And they want to live in this world that she created with the mom that they deemed worthy. So I vibe. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And kind of looking at the video game. So the video game itself is kind of a similar story, pretty much. But Dahlia is actually the one that's really kind of pushing for a lot of the bad stuff in the video game. Because she... Dahlia is both the leader of the cult and Alyssa's mother in the video games. Right. Well, she's Alyssa's mom in the movie too, right? Yeah. Okay, Okay. I thought I was... Right, there's no Christabella. I'm sorry. Yeah, no Christabella. So they combine Christabella and Dahlia. Pretty much, yeah. And they, she, of course, is trying to sacrifice Alyssa so they could, of course, you know, have the god that they worship come to life, pretty much. But Alyssa splits her soul into two, one being Harry's daughter, Cheryl. And Cheryl, of course, kind of like in this movie, obviously, Cheryl runs off to Silent Hill. And, I mean, the ending is crazy. Like, she merges with her other half, and they turn into, like, this incubator. And then that turns into this crazy demon that you have to kill. And then... It morphs into a new baby and they escape Silent Hill. It's pretty wild. Um, but definitely has, you know, similar vibes, I suppose. So I don't know if I'm about to go off the rails, which I mean it very well could be. Not gonna say. But um enough people on the internet agree with me that I feel confident putting this out there. Okay. <laughs> um, but I kind of want to talk about like what each monster like they encounter like stands for okay because i feel like they're kind of a manifestation of like an emotion from dark Alyssa, like mm. um or like an element of Alyssa's psyche so like the nurses they're wearing the same outfit as the nurse from um the original hospital and in the game and i feel like they i mean their faces are wrapped up because they can't see and i feel like it's supposed to be a representation of like Alyssa's uh jealousy towards that nurse because she's obviously very attractive she's very um 
curiosity killed the cat type of character. So I feel like that is like a very jealous type of thing. Um, the janitor, I feel like the janitor, obviously, like this isn't a theory, but the janitor is the one that raped Alyssa. And the way that he like pops around and like does the mouth thing and like everything he touches turns into a disease. Like, I just feel like he's very obviously a standing for sexual assault and like STDs and things like that. Right. Um, the great children are obviously like her burned classmates. Like that's pretty much confirmed. The armless figure. I take that as like Alyssa being upset that she's like bound in the hospital bed. Um, oh. kind of, and then like maybe the way that he spits is like her rage that she can like spit out. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent, but no, I mean it's interesting. Idea. This is the point of movies, you know, to take interpretations of everything. So I think it's very interesting. And I feel like the creepers depend with the little bugs. I feel like they depend on like what context they're in. So like them just being bugs, I think that like it's probably like an natural thing for a kid to be scared of like insects but like during the scene with um pyramid head i feel like once again it's very reminiscent of like sexual assault and being obviously like a stand-in for the sperm and they're fucking infiltrating the area that they're in for sure and also the creepers are from silent one and two as far as the games go the cockroaches and yeah okay and they uh they get progressively spookier i remember that part like they stick with me and they make my like skin crawl. I don't do bugs. Interesting. That is, I don't know. I think those are great. Do you have any more? Um, the only thing that I would say is Pyramid Head is it's just a representation for rape in general. Pen- just penetrating things with a sword all the time. Right. Ah, I love that. And I kind of love that about Silent Hill. I feel like it's really deep. And I feel like even like with the original game as well, I just feel like it's like a really deep lore. And I Think that there's a lot to unpack with just the overall story and not only the game series but even the movie as well and i think that's probably what makes it most uh intriguing to me is that it definitely feels like you get a lot but then you don't get a lot like even with this movie like i feel like we got a lot and even though i feel like there was probably a lot that could have been added or at least a little bit more of the monsters for me personally i really enjoyed them we still didn't get everything that Silent Hill has to offer. And I think that's like a really interesting feeling with the movie and even like the video games, it seems like, because like, it feels like it's just, it's just so deep and there's so much meaning to everything. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if it really gets that deep with the video games, but at least with this movie, it definitely kind of gives off that vibe. And I really enjoy it. Well, thankfully we do get a whole other movie like 16 years later. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> They continue the story. They give us a little bit more of what, like... Yeah, the sequel comes out next year, I heard. No. (laughs) Doesn't work. Okay. I mean, wait, is there one? No. Oh. I was was like, what? Didn't hit for me. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. What were you saying? I was like, at least we do get a sequel, like, at some point to see what... uh, Right. Silent Hill has to offer. But, like, also at the same time, they, like... I mean, spoiler alert for Silent Hill 2. Uh, like, she undoes everything that they did in this movie. And I don't know. It's fucking That's wild. weird. It's, yeah. I remember watching the second one one time a long time ago when it first came out. And I remember liking, I remember walking away liking the movie. But I don't remember 
anything of it. So now I want to rewatch it because I really enjoyed this movie, like a tremendous amount. I was honestly shocked at how much I liked this movie. I don't know. I think it's just like, as we're kind of going along with the video game theme this month, I mean, they've just been so corny that I was probably expecting something to be just as corny. (laughs) Corny. And I didn't get that. I got a beautiful movie with a great soundtrack. I mean, you know, big props to the original creator of the soundtrack for the video game. Um, Because I got a great movie. I really did. It was fantastic and I enjoyed it. The fact they bring very they bring four very different realms into the same movie and execute them beautifully is a lot because I mean you have to have like Silent Hill from the past Silent Hill of the future I mean not the future of the present Silent Hill um purgatory and then real world and they're just all so beautiful and also well done that it's a good movie it is and great again creature designs and set design and it's just great it really is but definitely something i'm going to come back to for sure because i had such a good time with this movie effects and cgi stand like uh they aged well for this movie again i was so shocked that it looked so good Like, really, it looks so good. And I wish they would use more practical effects in modern times. Because, I mean, if you're doing, like, practical effects with, you know, some digital enhancements, it allows something to look good many years. Like, even if you go back and look at um, Jurassic Park, like, when they had the practical effects mixed in with the digital effects, like, those dinosaurs dinosaurs still look good, like, today. And this is another movie where, like, you know, it came out, you know, at least 10 years or... uh, 10 years later past Jurassic Park, but it still looks so fucking good. And now that we're approaching a 20-year mark with it, it's been like 15 years since it came out. It looks good. It looks great. So what do we rate this out of five pyramid heads? Um, I'd say she's a solid four for me. See, I was getting I was giving it a three and a half originally, but I don't know. Like even with like, I want more pyramid head. Even with that. I, I, it's not bad and maybe I would okay yeah you know I'll go with four four pyramid heads out of five yeah I just feel like while there is some to be desired for sure I just got your fucking 16 year joke that's <laughs> so long so long anyways <laughs> I feel like it would be really good as like a series I just think I think overall the movie needs breathing room um and I understand, you know, they had the time slot and even two hours, even with two hours, it felt like they didn't get enough out because you can definitely give more time to almost everything in this movie. You can give more time to Rose. You can give more time to Sharon. You can give more time to Christabella. You can give more time to Sybil. You can give more time to these monsters. Everything was so pretty and so well done and so gorgeous. And so, I, I mean, it just, it all works so well that you just want more from everything. But yeah, four pyramid heads out of five. Right. I, I stand by that for sure. I feel like there's so many like standalone parts to this movie that are just um, like make you take in a deep breath and you're like, wow, like that was a lot. There's so many of those moments that it just makes it a really he good rips movie. skin <laughs> and throws it at a church and throws it at a church. Like he rips the skin, like he just just snatches it, like a snatches it right off, like a. He, he, girl like he's a magic mike dancer just rips it right off like what is happening what is happening like he's doing a wig reveal on drag race what is happening snatched snatched 
like what the fuck amazing watch the movie for that alone to be honest yes um be aware of your triggers uh, as far as like sexual assault and stuff like that yes. go i mean that's not blatant but it is there i know it can bother some people so yep and yeah next week we are wrapping up video game horror month and then we're heading into a very busy very sacked october it's going to be spooky season and we're going to be around so you know adrian and i are going to be together this month yeah and we get to see each other in october which is fun ah october is going to be stacked again it's going to be a busy month spooky season is upon us and if not here already and we're going to be wrapping up the month our video game horror month with house of the dead which something so silly as far as i can tell so <laughs> following up this movie i'm down for it <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't know i feel bad for putting silent hill now like in the middle like i feel like we should have started or ended with it because <laughs> it's so good and now we yeah. have to like wrap everything up with the shit stick that is <laughs> the house of the dead I mean, movie. what are we if we're not a shit stick you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but you know what it's a good fucking time somebody i'm pretty sure somebody dies getting head in the next movie so you know <laughs> yeah. it's well worth it Fuck me up. that's how i want to die maybe not maybe i'm thinking of another movie we'll see i have to rewatch it and we'll see what happens but either way you're gonna have a blast i know it all when you said that all i could think was like do do like I volunteer as tribute, please. Oh Thank my you. god! <laughs> Honestly, if I'm gonna die, might as well die with a dick down my throat. Honestly, 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 what a way to go! And if it happens, you know, FBI, if you're gonna take me out, <laughs> you're gonna you know. explode out of my arm. Might as well <laughs> suck your dick while I'm at it. Okay, we gotta go. We're signing off for today. Story. <laughs> Where can everybody find this? Find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. You can email us at slash herpod at gmail.com. Join us next week for our final week of video game horror. We love you so much and stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.